0: Boom, boom, boom. again to Goonies world I am Meanie, also known as Ryan and I am joined by Goonie himself also known as Colin yeah hello and of course Johnny Faro, also known as Sean yeah hello and once again our special guest the good doctor H also known as Zach
1: it's a beautiful day gents It is a beautiful day,
0: and uh, I'm assuming it is also a beautiful day in the Forest of Sherwood.
2: It is, and once again, we are playing a Tri-Cube Tales game called Heroes of Sherwood Forest. This is our third installment. In our last two episodes, our heroes, Spencer Twitty, a runaway boy, and Belgar Fragosi, a somewhat freakish cook, and Arthur Brown, an outlawed noble bastard, They went outlaw, and they robbed Sir Angaran making off with uh, what legend is already calling the Poop Ruby, which Dekusi had hidden in his ass. So our heroes attracted a group of followers after that called the Lovely Lads, led by a young Roger Good, and went to the Sherwood hamlet of Sourhampton, where they distributed alms to the poor. And they met Robin Hood himself, who suggested that they were poaching in his forest, and they should pay him a percentage of their take. However, when our heroes uh, bested Robin Hood's champion and champions in tests of agility and wit and strength, the famed outlaw gave them a temporary reprieve. And the next day, they learned that Roger Good, young Roger Good of the Lovely Lads, had been out hunting early and was captured by the Flemish mercenaries who are working for the Sheriff of Nottingham. It seems they believe that young Roger is the poop ruby bandit and he's being held in the dungeons of Nottingham Castle, where Belgar was once hideously tortured and disfigured. So, vowing to free him, our heroes uh, took the advice of Sourhampton's village elder, which was that Nottingham Castle is so well defended that they would need magical assistance. So, against the advice of the nun, Sister Maud, they went off to wake up the sleeping wizard Merlin. And on the way to the Cresswell Crags, where his cave is, they hid from the Flemish mercenaries who were out scouring the forest for the rest of the Poop Ruby Bandits, and eventually found Merlin's cave and woke up the legendary sorcerer. He gave them complicated instructions on how to summon the demon Thiriel, who could grant them special powers. So, performing the ritual under the light of the moon and under the baleful influence of the planet Saturn... They thought at first that they had failed to conjure the demon, but a young girl appeared at the edge of the firelight and asked, Did you call me? And that's where we're going to begin part three of our adventure. You're, you're there in the, in the symbol that you scratched into the dirt with the names of the demons, and Merlin is still hiding behind <laughs> the, the moss-covered rock. And yeah, you look over, seems like a perfectly innocent little girl, all dressed in virginal white and uh has long flaming red hair though that's almost impossibly too red. And she's standing right on the edge of the firelight where you really can't get a great look at her. And she just stares at you with her great big
3: cat like saucer eyes. And
4: uh, you don't look like a demon to me.
3: You don't look like much of a man to me.
4: Well, I mean I'm 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 going through changes. Right now. Mm. Yeah, I'm... I'm in transition. Right now. (laughs) Mm.
3: So, why do you call me from my home?
0: Well, Well, we we were looking for some assistance
3: of of some type. Mm. Most people are. Did Merlin help you call me? Well,
4: he's Mm. the one, yeah, I mean... He helped.
3: Is that Merlin hiding behind the rock?
4: Well, you're um, not going to hurt him, are you?
3: Of course not. I love Merlin.
4: <laughs> well, he seems to be a little uh, shy right now. Like, he's a little afraid of you, maybe. Uh, if you
1: hmm.
4: Are you mean to him?
1: Belgar. <clears throat> Belgar will go over there and try to grab Merlin and pull him out. He
2: grab Merlin by the scuff of his neck and and pull
1: him up. He, oh
3: hello. There. <laughs> you mean this Merlin, this guy right here? Yes, that's the one. Hello, Merlin.
2: Um, yes, Feryal. Good to see you again. I've I just I I lost a contact lens back here. You don't know what contact lenses are, but I've lost one. And he uh, he bends back down behind me. Well, you know Merlin lives backwards in
3: time, so uh, he knows a lot that we don't know. But yes, I can give you gifts. Gifts of power. What is it you want? I can make you invisible. Or I can cast an illusion. that will make you appear to be someone else. Or I can give you the power of flight. But not all three. You must choose one. Uh, do, we, uh, do we all have to get the same thing? No. You all have your own souls, don't you? I I think so. Okay, good.
5: uh, Mm. That's a very uh, interesting question, little girl. What do you want to do with our souls?
3: Oh, probably nothing unless you don't follow the exact directions. And if you don't follow the exact directions, then your soul is mine.
4: Well, is it too, is it really, are the directions very hard to follow?
3: Oh no, they're so, e- ever so easy. But first, what power can I grant you?
5: Mm. I, I'd be very interested in hearing these directions first, to know whether it's a good deal. Especially for our, our young lad here, his young soul so untarnished by the world, he may not want to trade so frivolously.
3: Oh, the world will tarnish every soul eventually. Well, when I give you the power, then you say, Theriel, take my soul. Lay me in my hole. I will pay the toll. Then you take the little figure of yourself that you made from the beeswax and you bury it. And whenever you say those words, the magic will work for one hour. So don't say the words until you really need it. And any time during the next three days you may do this. But on the third day, before midnight, then you must rebury the mannequins that you made of yourself out of the beeswax. And if you don't, then at midnight you will die and you will go to hell. Uh,
4: Did anyone... Catch all
0: that. Um, I was wondering, I was hoping somebody might have um, written it down, but I don't suppose we have. uh, Probably, you can't even read. Mm. How unfortunate.
4: I can read.
5: I I can read a little. I can't write very well, though.
4: Everyone thinks I can't read, but I'm educated. I'm very educated. More than you people.
3: I'm just... Young, when I grant you the power when you're ready to use it you'll have the powers for an hour after you say Biriel, take my soul lay me in my hole I will pay the toll you may do this any time in the next three days but remember you have to be back here by midnight with the mannequin and then you won't die. And you won't go to hell yet. Well I think I can remember that, um I hope anyway. Um Right.
0: Well I think I would like to be invisible. Most people do.
4: Hmm Well Um
5: I would I would like to to have an illusion. I would like to be. Do I I have to pick this specific illusion now, or do I get to pick it at the time when I say the magic words?
3: When you say the words, and you think of who you would like to appear to be, then you will become him to everyone
5: else. Okay, I would would take the illusion, then.
3: Okay, and what about you, my transitioning young man?
4: (laughs) Well, I've always wanted to fly... Very well. Like a a bird.
3: And you shall fly. So, don't forget. Anytime in the next three days you say the words. And the magic will work for one hour. But don't forget you must be back in this spot. In three days. To bury your mannequins. Or you know what happens. And like most of
2: my NPCs, she's completely lost her English accent over the course of a few minutes.
0: Well, I suppose then that um, perhaps we should get going towards the castle. Um, we We do have to be back here
3: in three days to bury the mannequins. Is it a deal? Do we have a deal? She says.
4: Well, I think we, uh, we pretty much uh, have to agree on it now. I mean, we came, we came all this way. We we woke up Merlin. We we uh, you know called upon you. So, well, if everyone else agrees, uh, I guess uh, we're gonna have to take this deal, do we need to write uh, shake on it or something?
3: No, she walks closer into the light into your circle and she holds out her pinky. You just have to pinky swear.
4: Alright.
0: Seems um. a bit odd, but it's a all pinky swear. Mm.
4: All right. Well, this is, this is normal behavior for you know, ten-year-olds and such. We do it all the time. Pinky swears are legally binding.
1: Does she look like a little girl or a young woman? Or I mean, she looks like a woman, little woman. girl.
2: She looks like a little girl. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Although you're quite certain it is not her
3: actual form. Yeah.
1: yeah. Right. Belgar will waddle over there and stick out his... What I imagine to be very stubby,
5: nubbed, gnarled pinky, and just eh, 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 yeah, okay. yes, I would do this
2: so so do you do like a group pinky swear where <laughs> both everybody locks pinkies, and
6: yeah,
2: all right, so the second that happens, you know you lock pinkies and the second they're all locked Furiel just
3: vanishes, <laughs> Merlin pokes his head up from behind the rock, just well. Thank goodness that's over. Ooh, I was a little
2: concerned. The uh, the last you time you old man? Well, the last time Theriel and I spoke, we had a bit of a, a falling out, as it were. Of course, that hasn't happened yet, as far as you're concerned, but... Um, anyway, all this has been so terribly exhausting. I just want to go back to sleep. But I think you should have the common decency to roll the boulder back
3: in front of my cave entrance. Before
5: uh, before, before that, sir, this disagreement uh,
3: does it have anything to do with us? Oh no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Oh, dear, no, <laughs> no, it's not. But I again, I'm just getting so sleepy as it is. Would you would you mind having your lovely lads roll that big boulder back and? front of the cave entrance with all the witch marks over it so I can go back to my long sleep
4: Uh, I guess that's fine yeah we'll we'll have the the lovely lads do it and and then uh, we'll be off on our way
2: all right then well good luck to you remember what I told you about the garter robe which you asked if you were going to succeed in your mission. He just said, stay out of the Garderobe. Mm-hmm. It was a good bit of advice from a question I didn't expect, and I had to give you an honest answer on that one.
3: <clears throat>
2: Garderobe being the toilets. So, yeah, if you want to have the lovely lads roll the old boulder back up uh, in front of the cave there in the Cresswell Crags, and uh, so you want to travel on. Huh? What's that?
1: That means go before we leave, Spencer. <laughs> hmm.
4: Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, I I will just go now, then.
2: Yeah, probably best to go now. And I will assume that you uh, travel off. Of course, you've been traveling throughout most of the the day. You were searching for beeswax and all the the accoutrements of the ritual. And uh, do you want to get some sleep here in the crags, or...? Do you want to sleep in the forest somewhere or do you just want to head to travel through the night and get to Nottingham Castle as soon as you can? Well, we only
1: have 3 days. Yeah, so, we,
4: we uh, don't know what's ahead of us. Or, I mean, we don't know, you know, if we even if we we get there, we want to get there as soon as possible so that we have all the time as as much as possible to get back cuz we don't know, you know, we could be injured or something trying to get back so i think uh, we best hurry
3: okay
2: and you know you think you got it would Probably take about a day to get to nottingham castle but you guys have a fairly decent area knowledge of sherwood forest so I assume you walk out of the Cresswell crags and go back through the paths that you know uh heading north to nottingham castle you go back to the road where you had encountered the flemish mercenaries earlier in the day and you take it for some time just about dawn <clears throat> you're reaching a great clearing where the town of Nottingham is and Nottingham Castle is impossible to miss And imagine Belgar a shiver of horror if your memories of the dungeons of this place runs through you but Nottingham Castle is on a long hill and one end of the hill is about 130 feet above the town of Nottingham so it's a really dominant castle in a strong strategic position The River Trent runs nearby, near the town of Nottingham. But because this is dawn, there are many farmers coming into town for the market day. There's a big, like, village green in the middle of the town. And they're setting up their stalls and getting ready to do some buying or selling. And there are many people walking into uh, Nottingham here. Now, you're still at the edge of the forest, so however you want to get into Nottingham is, is up to you. Whether you'd like to walk in with the crowds or find some other way.
1: Uh, Bill Gar is a man who uh, knows how to get a thing when he needs to be able to get a thing. Tra- uh, his crafty trait. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to see if maybe we could procure uh, some some cloaks or some some garb that would help us easily slip in amongst the people. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm going to argue that you probably already have some cloaks. You know, that you could pull the hood up over, you know, that type of thing. I think that you could acquire that pretty easily. I think you probably already have that. Certainly cloaks, anyway. I think most people do have sure. a cloak. I think most people have cloaks. And yeah, probably some hoods. So... If you would like to try to yeah. walk in with a stream of people all hooded and cloaked, then
1: that's, that might be one way. Yeah, would there any, be anything distinctive <clears throat> about us at this point, given our uh, the tales of us? Or uh, do we think that they would have stretched here so that we may be made men at this point?
2: Well, that all depends. First of all, you never know what Roger Good may have said. You know, God only knows what they're doing to him. Um, you know that the Flemish mercenaries are looking for more poop ruby bandits, but uh, with your with your cloaks on, you're, you know you know you're not sure really. News does travel fast in Sherwood Forest.
1: Not like wanted posters on no no the they bulletin haven't. board yeah. with our bases on them or anything. No,
2: they really haven't had time to to do that yet. You, know, you see plenty of. You know, wanted posters for Robin Hood you know, on the trees nearby and you know, on some of the sides of the outbuildings lying on the outskirts of Nottingham. But as usual, Robin Hood gets most of the, the press. But uh, <clears throat> as you, assuming you guys do go ahead and walk into the town all cloaked and just uh, get in with all the farmers and other people who are coming here to market, uh, there is a minstrel leaning up against uh, the wall and he's strumming. He's strumming his lute, but he's not playing a tune or anything yet. He's like, come on, give us a new tune. Give us a new jaunty tune from the forest. I am Alan Adale, but I am so out, I'm so bored and sick to death of this mediocre power pop I've been cranking out over the last 18 months. I'm ready for something new. Does anyone else, anyone have a fine tale, a fine song from the forests I might not have heard yet? I'm taking requests.
3: I certainly don't think we should uh, share with him um,
0: the, the 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 song that we heard on the way. Um.
4: The song about the coosie. Yes. About, oh, did someone did someone say the coosie? And about how he's a, a silly goosey. Well, we didn't. We just heard it, you know. It, we weren't It was just, you know, ringing out from the forest. Well, the yeah.
2: song you heard.
4: Sing, sing me a little bar. Sing me a bar or two from it. Oh, I don't think we can. It's, it could get you in trouble.
0: It's highly inappropriate.
2: Oh, that sounds like exactly the sort of thing I liked it. I like. Well, certainly I like the silly goosey part. That rhymes. Ongron de Cousy. the goosey. Would anyone like to hear the song about Ongron de Cousy that these fine fellows have for us? And of course no now the crowd. it's not
4: our song <laughs> it's just something we heard that we I could be mistaken I think we should be going now
5: yes it was it was the, uh, the, the the goosey and and the Goosey and he was out in 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 the wood and then he got robbed by Roger good something like that I don't remember all of it but it was hmm, something hmm. to that effect
3: hmm. Hmm. all right all right all right I see
2: now wait, since so when I've heard the song, I heard some lads singing and it goes a little like this. Lord
0: Angaranda Goosey, he's such a silly goosey, his claims to be a noble are a farce. He's such a bumbling booby, guess where he hid his ruby, he shoved that giant gem right up his arse.
3: Lord Angaranda he's
0: such a silly goosey, his claims to be a noble are a farce. He's such a bumbling booby. Guess where he hid his ruby? He shoved a giant gem right up his arse. Lord Ongaronda Goosey, he's such a silly goosey. His claims to be a noble are
2: of farce. Yeah, so so uh, Alan Adale does play boobie. the song, and it gets some nervous laughter from the people. There's not like a lot of soldiers walking around, but towards the end of the song, a bailiff from the castle. And two castle guards come strolling down the end of the street. And you know, the bailiffs lived well. His gut hangs out way over his belt. And they're not coming down here because of the song, but because people are coming into town. And he comes waddling up to you three and says, hmm, you don't recognize your faces? I don't believe you paid the presence tax before. Yes, yeah, it's a tax for having your presence here. Nottingham on market day. So that's tuppence for each of you. Tuppence? Tuppence? Of, no, that's tuppence for me for each of you. That's two pence, two pennies. Come on then, hand it over. Got to pay your taxes. Prince John needs every cent. Get his poor, poor brother, Richard, out of ransom.
6: Well, I'm assuming we have that. You, you we have got a little, a little bit. bit, yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't give every
2: cent you had to the to the poor folk of Sourhampton. But do you want to pay the tuppence, or do you want to get belligerent?
4: We better go ahead and pay. Yeah, we don't want to draw sh- attention. I should yeah, certainly, certainly pay. We've got your taxes right here. Well, very ah, good we tax-paying citizens.
2: He's got, mm-hmm. a little bo- he's got a little box attached to his belt with a little slit, you know, on the top to like put your coins in. And at Belgar, as you put your coins in, he, he looks at you. He does a double well,
1: take. <clears> oh, <throat> yeah, Belgar! was not on team pay taxes, but he will uh, if his friends do. However, he will try to do it in a very gross way. Um, so he'll take out, um, I assume, these small coins, <laughs> yeah, of some sort, little pennies. Yeah. So he would take them
5: out and kind of look at it, bring it up the light, and kind of lick it, lick it a few times. He's demonstrating
4: yeah. well, that it's good. real.
5: That's good. We'll put that one in there. and Let me see. pull another one out here and re- try reach out, reach towards his butt, wherever his coins are. <laughs> right
1: but, you know, make it as much as he can appear, that's where he's taking it from. Just Apparently, go the away. butt has become
2: a very popular place <laughs> to store valuables.
1: Kind of give it, give it. He has a, like a long, gross nose. I imagine give would have a, a sniff. And
5: it, oh, oh, no. Ugh. Gross. Uh, yeah, no, all, right, all, right. all
1: right. All right. All right. Well, 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 since
2: you've made so sure that he's gotten your attention, he, he says, Hey, oh, wait. They call it, minute. um,
4: Butt Tuppence. Butt Tuppence? <laughs> well. Butt Tuppence Bandit. Well, Mr. Butt Tuppence. No. <laughs> Do I know you from somewhere?
2: Says the bailiff of the castle. I can't help but think that I've seen your
3: face before, my friend.
2: But I don't know if
3: you know who I am.
2: And you have this memory of of while you were tortured, you know, he wasn't one of the guys torturing you, but he was like in the background laughing and having entertainment while they were torturing and disfiguring you back in the day. He didn't seem to quite
3: recognize you though. Just can't help but think I know your face, friend. I,
5: I, I used to be an altar boy when I was a, a little little boy. Hmm. I can see that you're a fine, fine church-going man. Yeah. <clears throat> so perhaps, yeah. that's where, perhaps that's where. You perhaps, would have perhaps, perhaps, perhaps.
2: Well, I hope you haven't forgotten your love of God. You know, the God God loves the Sheriff of Nottingham, and He loves good Prince John. Will probably be our king someday. I very much doubt we'll ever get our good King Richard out of the clutching hands of those Saracens who are holding him for ransom, but just as soon that you get about your business. What is your business here, anyway? You're not exactly loaded for shopping.
4: Um. Um.
5: Well, the bo- the just- boy... The boy's never seen the castle.
4: Yeah, I'm... I'm blind. <laughs> and I just...
5: I've never seen it. Well, How could I have seen so, it? T- so because he's blind and he's never seen the castle, we were going to go there and, and, and tour it or look at it, and I was going to uh, describe it to him as yes. we walked past. What, so that what he does could, it look you know, like? It, what, tell me what it looks like. I
2: very much... I, I have serious doubts that you're blind, young man. You didn't seem too blind a few moments ago. You've certainly been looking around.
4: Well, what evidence have, do you have the, that I was able to see? I'm very good at, at maneuvering around. I've been blind since I was it's, a wee little baby. It's,
5: it's fairly un, uncouth, sir. Uh, honorable sir. It's fairly <laughs> uncouth to to say such things about a little boy. Uncouth? That he would be lying to you. Uncouth? uncouth? I uncouth? uncouth. Mr. Honorable sir, honorable sir, oh, 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 honorable sir, that it, it would be as if you were like that. I'm not saying you are like that. So surely you wouldn't be like that and accuse this innocent young boy of anything of that nature.
2: I have to stand here and listen to this. In fact, I don't like any of your attitudes at all. In fact, I detect, I detect significant levels of sass in the vicinity. And I something about your story doesn't add up. I think we'll take you back to the castle questioning. And he snaps his fingers, and his, the two guards start to to walk for towards you. People make a little bit of room here in the village green. There's nothing else really around you now but a pile of hay with a pitchfork stuck in it. And there's a huge wooden tub of manure. You know that they're gonna make you know make fertilizer out of. And then there's a a large outdoor community oven with a big open door in it that people can stick their bread in there to bake and otherwise the people are backing up and starting to look nervous as this uh, bailiff gestures his his two men to come one of them's going to try to grab belgar and the other one tries to grab uh spencer and uh the other one and then the bailiff is just fixing arthur brown with a don't-you-get-involved-if-you-know-it's-good-for-you type of look. So they start to move towards you. What do you guys want to do?
1: Well, I'm looking at Belgar's uh, quirk here that says Vengeful. Yes, indeed. And uh, I'm definitely trying to play on that. Sure. Um, I believe that Belgar would, when someone gets close to him, one of the, the guardsmen, his first move would be to punch him as hard as he could in the dick
0: okay
2: once again another dick shot on goonies world where we probably have more dick shots than any other podcast i'm I'm gonna venture to say in fact
1: i'm gonna modify that plan and and say that it's not he's not gonna punch him he's gonna full-on like uh, like mountain goat ram him right in the crotch with the crown of his head. <laughs> okay, well, and you... he's kind of a short, stubby bowling ball kind of guy, so I imagine it would be a pretty good lineup for him, just right, right into it. I think Chino. you're right.
0: <laughs> well, I was just going to say that he would have to he, he now has to change his name to Butt Tuppins Cock Rammer.
2: <laughs> but,
0: Butt Tuppins Cock Rammer. Yeah.
2: But. um... Well, if it's gonna be cockrammer. Can we have some omelette? write a song about yeah. that? Part. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah. So you let fly. You let fly with the kick. Go ahead and roll your dice. I'm gonna consider this to be kind of a crafty attack. So you should be able to get all three of your dice, okay? Because uh, you planned it out well. And don't forget, you guys have got the the karma that you could spend. Uh, but are you successful? Did you get a five or six on any of those dice?
1: Six, five,
2: one. Oh, that's great. So don't forget in this system, I constantly do this where I run away with the narration, like a traditional yeah. game master. But you you narrate to me what happens when you uh, make this attack on the uh, on So the I'd guys. like
1: him to be uh, the guy to be somewhat, obviously he's coming up to get, I, th- I think that he would probably presume that the bailiff was just trying to get a random drunkard or a random yeah, trying to oppress a random, normal uh, townsfolk who would submit. And so, I, I all to say, I think he would be a little surprised by this course of action. <laughs> um, and uh, I'd like Belgar to just be able to, yeah, just full force, almost like propel himself like a pogo stick, crown of his head right into his crotch. <laughs> and ideally, if he could get enough force with it to where this guy just kind of like... Back pedals, back pedals, back pedals, and then oh. like, uh I uh, was ice tea plunge or would what, what, they fall backwards with the arms open, but uh, <laughs> straight into that pile of manure? Yeah, I was gonna say.
6: Please remember yeah. the manure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I
2: didn't put a pitchfork in an open oven and a vat of manure around here for nothing. Let me tell you that. Uh Why you? And then the you know the other guard. Then he's he's he. Well, Bailey is watching his you know, subordinate stagger backwards and fall in the manure. To everyone's, the crowd, is a suppressed laughter and a few cheers from, uh, you know, slightly further away. So you know that the, the people of Nottingham have no great love for this bailiff or his men. But then uh, the other guy is trying to
6: grab you, Spencer. What do you do? Um... Well, I was going to let him take me, but I don't want to be the only one going into the prison, you know, right now. So, um, I think I will try to, um, just kind of dance out of the way Uh, and see if I can be, yeah, just get out of his grasp.
2: Okay, okay, well, go for it. Go ahead and roll your dice. This does fit in with your character trait of Agile. Yeah. So so I think you should get all three of your dice, and uh, let me know if you get a five or six on any of your dice. Yes, I got two fives. All right, well, tell us what happens. Tell us
6: what you do. Okay, so yeah, this guy's grabbing at me, and I'm, I just uh, am sort of uh, doing some, what do they call that in football, like the juke or whatever, you know, uh, uh, twirling around and and making them miss, and uh, did you say there was a pitchfork or something there's a pitchfork
2: nearby in a pile of hay yeah okay
6: well it's like he can fall into that uh, <laughs> yeah he can fall into that hay and like on his ass and uh, yeah yeah get his, get poked in the ass
2: okay yeah I kind' see that you know you're you're doing such fancy footwork that he, he becomes unbalanced you know and, and trying to grab you Why oh, you little get away. and he staggers back Falls into the pile of hay, you know, and the the pitchfork just wasn't set in there just quite right. And uh, he howls and, like, leaps up into the air. Real big, high cartoon leap holding his butt, you know. And the pitchfork falls out of his butt. and (laughs) and And, and again, there's more stifled laughter and uh, a few tears from not too close by. People seem quite interested in this. And, meanwhile... The bailiff picks you with a look. Arthur Brown goes, "I can tell you're a man of breeding, and you're responsible for this shenanigans." Get over here, you! And he gets out his manacles and he's starting to charge towards you. And what do you do, Arthur?
0: Um, under my breath. Um, I'm going to, um, say. Fairy, take my soul. Put me in my hole. I will pay
3: the toll.
2: Okay, you say it, and now uh, suddenly. And what did you choose again? Was it invisibility? Yeah. Yeah. It's so suddenly you just blink out of existence. I mean, you're not even sure it happened, right? But he. Uh, he. He What? And his mouth just opens in a big. Oh, there's a huge gasp from the. He vanished. He vanished. It's witchcraft. They're witches. Get them. And then. Uh, but. The get them has just spoken to the people in general, but they're backing away now slowly is why I'll have more I'll have more men back down in this village. You can't run forever, says the bailiff. Got my eyes on you, little one, and you, you hideous freak. And I'm gonna remember where I
3: know you from
4: You're drunk. You you are completely wasted. What? Yeah.
2: I never touch the stuff anymore. I had a rough couple of months, but I haven't had any in a long time. And I resent that. Now, you two pathetic losers, um, he's saying to his manure-covered subordinate, and the subordinate with the three fresh prongs, you know, prong holes in his butt, he, uh, was, you, I, I've, I've got your number, I've got your descriptions. Okay. Oh. Watch out, because the day is coming. And he does a thing where he points at his eyes, and he points back at you and lets you know it. But uh, he also looks around at the crowd who's obviously not on his side. And he storms in a huff with as much dignity as he can muster. And uh, his fat roll that's hanging out over his belt bounces as he walks back up the uh, the road to the castle with his... Uh, with his <laughs> with his shamed castle guards following him. And uh, as they're walking away, the people just erupt into cheers all around, but a lot of them are still a little confused about uh, your disappearance, Arthur. And oh, Alan A Dale, the minstrel, comes up to you two, and he says, oh,
3: that's an excellent trick. Can you tell me how you did it? He just—he snuck away. He's hmm. very sneaky.
4: It's just an illusion. Yes. Well, yeah.
2: Well, even Robin Hood isn't that sneaky. He says, "I uh, smack maybe him." Maybe Robin Robin. Robin.
4: Yeah,
5: I know. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> what? 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 Maybe. I say? Invisible slap. Maybe Robin Hood. Maybe Robin Hood is not the, the sneakiest. Well, maybe he's you not. Know. He's not. In fact. People should
4: start calling him Rotten Hood, because he's rotten. He's not
5: what we've been told he is.
2: Well, I'm the one who made up most of the songs about him, but now that I know your
5: new song... Did you make up the one where he drags the strong-arm taxes
2: out of people? Oh, I would never believe that. I'd have to be shown incontrovertible proof. But you have taught me a lovely new number, which I'm going to sing all over Nottingham. But what is your friend's name who disappeared so? I should write a song about him and how how he disappeared so handily and how sneaky he is. What was his name? That I may immortalize him in legend.
4: Write a song about how, um, it's a crazy world. (laughs) His name is Arthur Brown.
2: Yes, the crazy world of Arthur Brown. That sounds lovely. That sounds lovely. Well, I'll get to that, but uh, if I were you, I'd, uh, I'd follow his example and make yourselves disappear because they'll have more soldiers crawling this village soon enough. Most of the Flemish mercenaries are out, but the Sheriff of Nottingham's men are no slouches, despite what you may have seen just now. So I'd be very careful if I were you. And he walks off, strumming his lute. And uh, some people pick up the refrain and begin singing it. So, now, you're invisible, Arthur, and uh, what do you three do?
0: Oh, uh, I've got to be honest. I thought that um, we were a bit closer to the actual castle, um, and I was. My plan was to go invisible and rush into the d- dungeons and, and and free our friend. But I'm afraid. Um, I w- I <laughs> I well, shot when my I, wad when I a bit say the
2: road. I don't think you shot your wand too early. When I say the road to the castle, I literally more like the path. You know what I mean? that leads up the hill to the castle. It's it's not far away. It's <laughs> overlooking the town.
5: I could die. I could, uh, and, uh, use my illusion, uh, too. And, um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> you use your illusion, too. <laughs> you use can, my illusion, too, yeah. Uh, and make myself
5: look like a guard. And, uh, and we could go in. I could go in as the guard, and you could go in invisible, and we could go get, uh, uh Roger Good and, and break him out.
0: Oh, I think that's a lovely idea. What about you, Spencer? What, 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 what... Would you play a part in this in this fiasco?
4: <laughs> oh well I just I just want to fly. If there's a reason for me to fly I will.
5: But I don't let want to be seen
4: flying unless we're on the flying, way
5: out. <laughs> a flying boy could get up to the top of the battlements and could sneak in from up there, or could be a distraction if things go wrong. I was, I was, I was oh, thinking you could, you could fly above people and drop rocks on their heads. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs>
0: well, I certainly yeah. think that a young flying boy over the courtyard would cause enough of a distraction. Although it may not be necessary.
4: Well.
5: And I, and I hope that you'd be able to dodge uh, crossbow bolts.
4: <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, well, let's just get a closer look and get the. Get the layout and and find out maybe where, you know, what room uh, he's, he's, uh, Roger Good is being held in.
2: Well, you're in luck there because uh, Belgar has spent time in the dungeons. And the dungeons are in the bottom of the largest tower. And they're basically two ways into the dungeons that you know of. There's through the main entrance of the castle and then into the bottom floor of that tower uh, there's a room with a trap door in the floor where they just throw people down into the dungeon when they want to go in there and, and get them to mess with them they'll just climb down in with a ladder but there's also a way we you could crawl in through a cesspit that's full of nice soil and then climb up into the garter rope chute and get into the tower that way and i guess there's a third way which would be to fly up to the top of the tower and just land on the top and go down
5: I haven't had your idea, so uh, <clears throat> I I I take the, uh, the the appearance of a guard, and and I put we put uh, manacles on you, but we don't we don't tighten them all the way. You'll make them so you can get, sneak out of them if you need to, and and we go up there, and I say I've got a prisoner uh, that we're taking into the dungeons, and and we take you into the dungeons, but then. Um, Arthur comes with us, he's invisible and uh, when we get to the dungeons then he can go and get Roger good and then we can all escape
4: Yeah, um, I could um, fly out if needed um, and uh, Arthur will be invisible and he'll be a god. I don't see uh, I don't see the problem
0: Yes, it sounds like a lovely idea to me
1: So I think uh, Belgar would then duck around a corner Mm -hmm. or somewhere um, and take the appearance of a guard. Um, (sighs) The question is whether to take the appearance of a specific guard or just a nondescript guard. We'll say uh, how many would we know whether there's like ten guards or
2: oh, there's there's like dozens and dozens of them. There's probably more than a hundred. Okay. The whole cast is just so, safe, with
1: guards. Safe to say a nondescript guard could do okay. <laughs> they don't necessarily all know each other. Yeah. Um, so nondescript guard um, with him. Uh, if we could get, again, uh, with Belgar being somewhat crafty and highly perceptive, mm-hmm. perhaps there's a way we could spot some, some manacles or we could source some manacles uh, from somewhere around. Um,
2: I think because you're on. so highly perceptive, I think we can make that a rather easy roll. So why don't you uh, go ahead and make your roll? I think you're crafty. I think you're perceptive. So this is a four is the only target number you need on this.
1: Six four two.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, you do manage to find a pair of manacles, and luckily they're man size. They're ever so slightly too big for Spencer without Excellent. being real obvious.
1: And so I'd like to also grab that pitchfork. However, just okay, in case you need a weapon or something. I assume the illusion does not also give me like any sort of weaponry, but it might be useful to have a sharp stick if need be yeah. and, uh, and bring in Spencer uh, under the guise of he was the one he's going to the dungeons because he's the one that stabbed uh, whoever in the butt with this pitchfork.
3: Okay,
2: okay. Well, I'll assume you guys uh, head up the path. I assume that you uh, have said your have said your mantra. Take,
5: take, take, take my soul, lay men in my... No, lay me in my hole, and I will pay the toll. Okay. Close I
3: don't
1: assume there's any mirrors around, but he would then kind of like, hey, look at his hands. No. You know, like, no. I don't know if he could see the illusion or not, but...
2: No, no you could see your own illusion. You can see your own illusion. In okay. fact... Um, When you pick up the pitchfork, it actually actually kind of becomes part of the illusion because it gives. Once you pick it up, it has the appearance of being a spear. You know, like if you were to pick up a stick, it might look like a sword. You know, everything you pick up kind of matches. I think I would want it.
1: I think I would want it to stay the pitchfork if possible. uh, Well, hopefully, because that was the the
2: evidence. Right, right, right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I think a lot of it's your intent. No one really knows how demon magic works, anyway. So you guys uh, move up to, to the castle. Now, during the day, the castle gates are open. You know, they're on the top of the hill. They'd have plenty of warning of any kind of attack and, you know, who's going to attack them. So um, you find yourself right inside the castle pretty pretty quickly. And uh, as you're walking over towards where the base of the tallest tower is, uh, you can hear some some laughter, though, from a room. Uh, There's quite a few people uh, uh, perhaps feasting or something like that. And as you walk past that doorway, you can look inside and you see the the Sheriff of Nottingham himself in there. He's sitting with about a dozen other guys and they're all drinking and eating. Guy of Gisborne is there who's a terrible man. And they've got this giant pile of money on the table, just huge coins. And the, the sheriff's actually like counting out the coins and he's like one for you three for me and six for prince jaw one for you and three for me and
3: six for prince
2: jaw and every time he does that the men all huzzah and raise their drinks again and take another bite of their great big renaissance festival turkey legs although i guess there's not too many turkeys running around medieval england but uh they're goose legs. And, uh, yeah, so they're obviously counting their ill-gotten gains. There's more money in there than than they'll ever need in their lifetimes, and it appears Prince John's getting most of it. I only bring that up in case there's any mischief that anyone wants to do
0: with them on the way through, but it's certainly well, not a requirement. I, I, yeah, I mean, being invisible, I can't resist. So Arthur is going to uh, say... I'll catch up with you gentlemen shortly. And, uh, he's gonna just run in there and just grab the whole pile of coins and run out.
2: <laughs> well, there's a massive. Um, I can't get every single one, right? And a lot of the coins spill out onto the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, whatever he can't
0: carry. I yeah. Mean, obviously, he just will scatter as much as he can and make it a huge mess for them to fucking clean up.
2: Good God, it's a whirlwind, this one. And, and uh,. <laughs> There's no whirlwinds indoors. This is Guy Gisborne. It looks like the only one with half a brain. And he gets a real sly look, and he starts looking around there. But you're already gone, right? You're like out the door. And we're gonna go with the old, uh, with the old legendary thing that once you're, if you're carrying it, it's like subsumed into your invisibility, right? It's not like there's a giant pile of gold floating around the castle. Although that would be funny. After that gold, but guy. <laughs> But guy at Gisborne, he like you two, now too. He goes up, and stands in the doorway, and he looks around. His eyes have narrowed, and it looks like he's he's got an idea about something. And he slowly backs into the room, and you can see him whisper a little something in the sheriff's ear. But the other two of you, I'm sure, don't want to stand around, you know, for too long. I imagine you keep walking. And- yeah, that's
1: a wonderful distraction of a lot of guards right there, though. So <laughs>
2: that's true. That's and true. And up- A a fair amount of
1: booty that we'll probably be able to get, too. And
2: there's a great hue and a cry in there. Um, There's one other big room that you walk past on the way to the tower. It seems like a guest room. And that door is open, too. And inside, you can actually see Jacuzzi in there himself. And he's talking with his mistress, Beatrice, who you've met before. He's like, have you heard that song they're singing about me down in the village? It's scandalous. I just went out to take the morning air. I could hear it drifting up on the wind. It's absurd. Makes me seem like a silly goose. If only I'd had my sword ready when those robbers violated me, I'd have shown them a thing or two. Oh, just wait till I get my hands on those ruffians. I will give them what
3: for. Yes, my dear, of course you will.
2: Mm, and he's fuming as he stalks up and down. Azur. Now, you guys don't have to mess with him, too, but if you would like to. He's, well,
1: Belgar... Elgar will certainly whistle the tune to the song as we're walking past.
5: What? Who's doing that? Hey, it, maybe. Hey, hey!
2: No, 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 no! Stop that! You stop that right now! And he rushes up to the door and yells after <laughs> you.
3: I'll
2: never be treated this disrespectfully uh, in Normandy. Just,
1: just keep walking. Who
7: are you? So you.
1: Yeah, and and Belgar would just be like,
7: What are you talking about? I'm not taking the prisoner to the dungeon. Stop singing that song. I I command you to... I heard that that song as we were walking in. Everybody down there was singing it. No, they weren't.
2: It's a terrible song. It's a piece of drivel. And I won't countenance, and I won't listen to it again. I have to tell my very, very important prince John to have you sacked, sir.
7: Oh, I was... I, I am a... I am a... A guard. I have worked here for a long time. I don't appreciate that, good sir. Well, I don't appreciate
2: being ridiculed by the common soldiery. He said, enunciating every just, R.
7: I was just humming something I heard. Uh, well, don't get, uh, don't get everything. You, you seem like quite a, like you're kind of tight in the back end. Just calm down a little bit. <laughs>
3: If he was tighter in the back end, this wouldn't be
2: a problem," said Beatrice. "And you," he says, turns around. "What good were you laughing while I invented She's and then while know. that happens, yeah. I will yeah. down the hallway. She's, uh, yeah, she, she's she's distracted him long enough that you guys can can get on further down to where uh, the large tower is. You also pass like a barracks and a stable, and there's a proper feasting hall, and you go by the kitchens and everything. But, uh, you know, Roger Good is in the dungeon. And when you go into the big main floor of that round tower, there's about six castle guards in here. They're just lounging around and uh, they're playing knuckle bones and doing things that soldiers do. They stand up when you come in. Well, well, what have we here? And I got to remember that they can't see. I got to remember that they cannot see Arthur. But what they do see is one of their own guards bringing in, a, obviously, a dirty forest boy
7: and manacles well well what have we here Well, this uh this little ruffian uh, uh, he attacked two of the two of the guards just a few minutes ago in the in the courtyard you might have heard about it where one of uh, just and it poked one of them with this this very uh, pitchfork right here oh yeah.
4: yes I'm the devil <laughs>
7: <laughs> you're the devil hmm. yeah. Look at me. I'd take a wide berth if I were you. He may may actually be the devil. We don't know. Well,
2: if you're the devil, show us
7: something.
4: Yeah, is right. If you're the devil, make something catch on fire. Well, I don't know about fire, but... I... Let me, uh... I can... Just from this distance alone, I can make your ears wiggle
6: well i um, and i'm going to uh he doesn't know where arthur brown is but he's going to try to <laughs> look in some direction and try to wink at him where he thinks he might be <laughs>
0: okay well i've got my hands my arms I imagine full of these full coins. of gold you know yeah but i'll have walk, to I'll walk over
6: some, some other
4: i'll
0: walk over <laughs> to, to, to the to the guy and try to wiggle one of his ears with my nose <laughs> And he, like, slaps at his ears. Stop that. Stop that. What is that? What is that? What is that?
3: That's me.
4: Satan.
2: You're you're no Satan. You're just a simple conjurer of cheap tricks. But if you'd like to be Satan, what do you say, boys? In the dawn, let's treat him like the witch he is in. That's right. If you're the devil, there's only one thing for you, and that's to be burned. And they open up the trap door, and... uh, no,
7: no, this one's supposed to go into the into the dungeon. Uh, 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 the bailiff said specifically with Roger Good. Mm. I, don't, I don't know why. But. Well,
2: Roger Good's being put to the question at the moment in here.
7: Yes, you could
2: join your little friend Roger Good right this way. And they lead you into a room that's not down in the trap door. And uh, you can hear Roger cry out in pain and there's a cracking sound and they push through a door and there's a table in there um, Roger Good has got one one guard is like holding his hand down on the table and another guard is like bending his fingers on his right hand like backwards so far that they crack and uh, now tell us who's who are the leaders of the poop ruby bandits and when you guys walk in his eyes widen when he looks at you Spencer but he doesn't say anything but he's being he's manful there are tears running down his cheeks you can't hold out forever. And you see, they've already, like, broken all the fingers on his left hand. They're starting on his That's right it. hand.
7: That's enough, boys. That's enough. Bailiff wants us to take him. Wants me to take him up to him. One. He's going to meet the sheriff right now. That's what Bailiff said. Well, this
2: isn't your lucky day, is it, you little forest brat? Hang on. I haven't broken his pinky yet. Let me just yeah There we go. Roger cries out. See, they've been beating the shit oh, out of him.
7: Too. The, his... sheriff, sheriff said he wants to break all his fingers. Well, it's a little but late. Watch now, man. You're going to get in trouble.
2: There's still lots more of him to break, says another one. And, well, I suppose the, if the, the sheriff himself wants to get involved, who are we to say? Say, I don't think I've met you yet, friend. Are you new here from the contingent from London?
1: don't recognize you uh,
7: uh, well I used to <laughs> god damn I can not remember. what
1: were the what was the ethnicity of the the Welsh or the Norman norm no the people that come through the force that we've been robbing oh, the, oh the, well there's Dutch. the
2: Normans uh, the Flemish
1: yeah yeah Flemish yeah
7: right. I was a uh, mercenary for for the Flemish yeah uh, Flemish Lords as they would go through the forest, and I said it's got too dangerous, so uh, I just started working here at the castle.
2: All right, all right. Well, yep, that's all right. Then take him up to the take him up to the sheriff. We'll, we'll go along with you. He could be troublesome. He's squirrely. And uh, so, unless you don't want to go with them or want to figure out, if they're going to walk out with you. But it's just the two guys.
1: How many of how many? They's?
2: Well, just the two, one guy who's holding his arm down the table, and the other guy who's breaking his fingers.
1: I think between the three of us, we could probably deal with two people. Yeah. Uh, that, that's fine. That's better than six.
2: It's sure better than six. So we'll assume you go out through that room. And then meanwhile, what is Arthur Brown invisibly doing?
0: Following I'm along? or carrying a massive armful of gold coins and trying right. not to drop any. Although I mean, well, he was thinking about Priorities. just dropping them in the middle of the hallway to try to distract these two guards so we could just run for it. But... I, I don't know if that would work, so. Well. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I, uh, uh, so, or sort of, allude, I couldn't speak that plan out loud without <laughs> alerting the actual guards, so.
2: That's true, that's true. Although, in fact, whether something will work or not is really up to you. Once you make a, once, once I say to roll dice, you get narration rights if you make the roll,
0: you know. True, but, but I also also want the money. <laughs> that's true, and why wouldn't you?
2: But yeah, you guys, uh, you guys uh, walk back out into the hall, and words getting around that uh, you know, and they're leading you know, they're leading him with you. And
1: so, um, if we ever get, is there a way in our as we're moving between the dungeon and where the sheriff is? Is there like a hallway that we would ever be in that we would be just us?
2: Well, there's there's all kinds the of effect. little passages, you know, and I say right by the kitchens. The last thing that you passed was the kitchens, and it's not like there's a huge amount okay. of foot traffic outside the kitchens. You can hear the the roaring fire and things like that in the kitchen, but you're not in a direct line of sight of anyone right this very second. It's just you and Roger Good and the two, the two guards were roughing him up and your invisible friend.
5: You know, <clears throat> boys, <clears throat> you know, this... Uh, this little kid here he likes to think of think of himself as the devil do weird things to people I saw him I saw him make a guy disappear in the courtyard it was, was oh,
2: no that's, cool. that's a bunch of rot You've been oh you don't believe it've been drinking some bad brandy friend you're not the devil kid
7: I bet he could make you disappear right now
4: oh yeah that's right.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, let's see this mighty display of Eldritch power, then, boy.
7: Well, you gotta here turn this way. <clears throat> you gotta get down. you gotta get like on your knees and look at him right in the eye. Oh, I it's don't
2: real. no it, mind. this is a pain in them. Just oh do it. Dave have a have a sense of humor. This is the other one.
7: Yeah, Dave. Uh,
2: all right, so he he uh, can't believe I'm doing this. He said he get down knees and looks at you in the eye. He's on live level with you now then he goes, all right, boy, show us how you're the great Satan.
4: Okay. Don't say I didn't warn you. Uh, be gone with you.
1: And r- you're muted. I'm waiting for Arthur to do something. That was the grand plan. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um... Hmm. So we've got this guy he's down like on his knees, is that right? Yeah he's,
2: yeah, he's he's on his knees. So
1: two two of them, two of them, three of us and one of them's on his knees looking at uh Spencer kind of eye to eye, awaiting something to happen. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um
0: All right. Um Um Arthur's going to kick him in the face. (laughs) All right. So, Arthur,
2: your foot strikes out to kick him in the face. And you know what? We're not going to roll those dice yet. That's the first thing we're going to do at the beginning of our next session, is you're going to kick that guy in the face invisibly. So that's where we'll stop this episode boy an hour goes by fast doesn't it friends when you're having fun it does indeed Indeed, it does indeed so and uh hopefully the hour has also gone by quickly for our listeners who are having fun as well and we'll come back for at least one more episode of heroes of sherwood forest i do want to say again since uh Since I didn't mention it last time, I do want to thank uh, Theo, JT, and Lag Musics for a lot of the music we've been doing in tonight's episode. And I'd like to thank our good friend Ryan for our uh, lovely ditty about Dacoussi that he whipped out for us recently. That Arthur
1: Brown has such a a beautiful singing voice.
2: (laughs) He does. He does. He does. And so uh, that's about it for this episode, and we will catch you next time.
6: Hey everybody, if you like our podcast, don't forget to leave us a good rating and or review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, Spotify, or wherever you're able. Subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitter at Goonies underscore world, and check out our website at GooniesWorldPodcast.com. Email us at GooniesWorldPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.